What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Nick Farabaugh. I write for Pittsburgh Sports Now, Cole Games at WPJS Radio, and I'm a production assistant at ACC Network. And folks, today we will talk about Tyler Welts, the linebacker transfer from Missouri State. We'll talk about his skill set what he brings to this defense and this linebacking core and what to look out for now that he is in the mix. We'll talk about all that, how that affects the defense and what the rotation at linebacker can look like moving forward. It's all coming up here on this episode of Locked On Pit. Our Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, everybody. As always, thank you for making the Locked On Pit Podcast your first listen every day. If you are watching this, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, turn on the notification bell, do all that great stuff. If you are listening to this, make sure to leave review, leave feedback, and not make this show as good as possible without all of your guys' support. Now, folks, today, of course, talking a little bit more about the linebacking core. We talked about Bengali Kamara, Solomon DeShields, and Shane Simon earlier this week and, and the skill sets that both of these guys bring and, and the skill set that you're going to get from Shane Simon transferring. And then when you look at a guy like Tyler Wiltz coming in now, certainly there is some intrigue. And getting another linebacker was something that really did need. He really needed someone to come in as a star linebacker and give him some depth because yeah, you have Solomon to shields there. And again, I said, there's plenty of questions about Solomon to shields, but you feel like, you know, the guy a little bit already. There are a lot of players at the star spot that you are not going to know. You know, maybe Marquand Pope can break into that room, but putting a lot on a freshman and the star linebacker spots, not necessarily an easy position to learn. So you were going to put a lot of emphasis on what Pope was doing and you're going to put a lot of emphasis or a lot of stress on someone like Aiden Henningham. So now you give guys like that who might be a little bit more developmental, need another year, a guy like Buddy Mack, who's switching to linebacker now, another year to kind of settle in as well. It's a grad transfer, and he's a one-year rental. So you get him for one year, and the next year you have the open competition between Mack, Pope, potentially who else comes in in the recruiting class, all of this, right? So there's a lot of good to come from that. So you have another year of experience with, say, a Pope, a Henningham, someone like that that could slot in at star in 2023. And I think that's something to look at overall. So Tyler Wiltz is an interesting player in terms of what he's going to bring to the tape because I think Wiltz is a very athletic player, and that's the first thing that jumped off the tape to me. This guy is absolutely a terror in that regard. The guy is one of the most athletic players probably in the portal at the linebacker position. Similar to Shane Simon, they're going with a theme here of really emphasizing some athleticism. And so that was something that jumped off the page, was that, wow, on this on his tape, he's just faster than everyone else. And so he has a 5'4", 640, 
which is pretty solid, of course. And at his size, he'll come in and really fly around the field. And Pitt needed some athleticism in this course, some polished athleticism at that. Felt like there could be athleticism with a Buddy Mack, with Aiden Henningham, you know, guys that were converted from safety wide receiver, specifically, and Marquand Pope as, as well played very fast in high school. So it felt like they had athleticism, but they needed someone with experience and someone that had truly and tried the path. And certainly Tyler Wiltz has truly gone on the path, started in D2, went to community college, Independence Community College, specifically on Last Chance U, as it's known, and then went to Missouri State. Now he is here at Pitt after transferring again as a grad transfer, coming up to the big levels. And I think this is this is a very interesting player because, boy, he's athletic, he's explosive. That was something that really jumped off the page. One of the most explosive players I've seen come through the program. And so he's a guy that's going to jump off the map and jump off the Richter scale in terms of his explosiveness. When he's coming downhill, when he's triggering downhill, when he is working downhill and has to explode and use that explosiveness, not many people are going to be more explosive than him. He might be the most explosive linebacker in this room. That's how explosive he is. And so the athletic traits are there. He looks quick in coverage. He looks natural dropping back in space. Doesn't look clunky. Looks very comfortable flipping his hips, working with flexibility. So he has good lower body flexibility. He has good hip flexibility. So there's not going to be a lot holding him back athletically. The athletic physical traits of Tyler Wiltz are really good. Really good. Doesn't have fantastic size, but it's not going to be a detriment to him. So that's one of maybe the only detriments, but it's not going to hurt him a lot because he has such great athletic ability. And again, he's also playing the star position. So, for example, if you were concerned about his lack of length, it doesn't matter as much in Pitt's scheme. Yeah, he's working strong side, but that's not a big of deal, say, if he was playing Mike. He's not going to play Mike. He's going to play star. And so... That won't be as big of a concern to me to shed blocks because I feel like what he's going to be able to do is use his explosiveness to just come down and really disrupt a lot of plays. He's going to make life hard for a lot of offensive linemen trying to get him at the second level because he is so explosive. And that's going to be the thing here is when you go up against Tyler Wells, it's going to be like similarly speaking, when you went up against Cam Bright, for example, if you were a offensive tackle that was asked to reach block hit or if you were working a combo block up to the second level if you were a tight end tackle combo working a combo block and you were trying to get to cam bright it was always tough to get to him because bright was always explosive and was always really athletic and he would trigger downhill really fast and Pitt kind of gets that same thing with wilts here where you're going to have a guy that's going to absolutely fly downhill not just athletically the motor's hot too and he wants to hit. And so that's another thing that when you look at Tyler Wiltz, what he brings is he's going to bring a hard-hitting mentality. He's going to bring an attacker's mentality. And that's something Pitt, I don't know if they necessarily had the star position. Again, we don't really know what Solomon DeShields is. Is he that hard-hitting type? Is he that guy that's going to come down and just smoke people? I don't know. But I knew Cam Bright was, and I knew they lost that with him. Now they have that again with Tyler Wilkes because he is so explosive and he is 
so ready to hit and so eager just to go out there and throw his body around and really play with physicality and a physical edge. That's going to help Pitt. It will help Pitt a lot. And so when you look at what you're actually going to get from Wilts, you're going to get physicality, you're going to get athleticism. I think you're going to get relatively solid football IQ. Reads the flow of plays well, comes downhill. You know, So he's got some really nice traits. Now, there are some drawbacks. You know, he's not a perfect player. There are obviously level of competition concerns with him. But, and I, and I say this because I feel like when you look at what he's going to bring at that strong side spot, the question is going to be, how well is he going to do in coverage? And he had some really good reps at Missouri State, but also the, the eye discipline, I thought, was a little shoddy at times. He could get beat sometimes looking in the backfield, looking a little bit too eerily similar to some of the early season struggles Pitt had at linebacker last year. When you saw, for example, the RPOs come in or the play action just hitting them over the middle, you saw a lack of eye discipline. I wonder if they're going to have to coach that up with Wilts. I think they will. Now, the thing with Tyler Wilts is he also has some inconsistent tackling. You know, sometimes he'll drop his head and essentially miss the tackle. He has this ability to hit hard and hit with authority, but he will sometimes lack technique within that box. And that's something to really look at here. Is he going to be 100% disciplined and make all the tackles he needs to make? The range is not a question. The explosives is not. But the lack of proven ability to cover downfield because he's essentially going to be a slot defender. And then also the lack of proven ability to make consistent tackles. He will be in position for a lot of tackles, but he will miss his fair share of tackles as well. And so that's something to look at in him. I think he's got some good things. Again, I don't think he's got great length, so he's not going to deconstruct blocks all that well. But if he uses his athleticism well enough, he won't need to do it a lot. So that will be the positives there. But let's talk about how this rotation is going to work out, where he'll fit in where he'll slot in and everything. But first, let me let you know about Stat Hero, because, folks, I love and I hate those buzzer beers, the drama, but oh, the pain when you are on the other side of it and your bracket gets busted. But no worries. Stat Hero's NCAA single-game pick spit the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lines you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with sets of players you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest way and fastest way to get your sports action fix. Sign up for free right now at StatHero.com slash LockedOn. Use the promo code LockedOn for a 100% deposit match. That's StatHero.com slash LockedOn. Use promo code LockedOn for a 100% match. StatHero.com slash LockedOn. Promo code LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply. Folks, spring is right around the corner and spring break might be coming up for a lot of you. Well, if you want to get in shape, Built Bar can do it for you. Have you ever wanted a protein bar that tastes good? but also has all the health benefits, Built Bar brings the heat. This bar and Built Bar is low in calories, low in sugar, low in carbs, high in protein, but it tastes like a candy bar. And their special signature flavor, the puffs, are like the marshmallow. They are the first ever protein marshmallow, and you 
can have them. It is like fine dining with Built Bar. So, folks, all you have to do is go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, that's all you have to do. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast as we are continuing to talk through this big transfer edition, Tyler Wilts for Pitt. And so here's the thing. When you look at what Pitt is going to have in terms of athleticism and in terms of pure speed, you have to actually gawk your eyes a little bit. This is one of the most athletic linebacking groups I can remember coming at Pitt. The physical traits are off the charts for this unit. It's really impressive the actual traits you have. Servasier Tennis is obviously very, very much an athletic freak. So you're going to get that. You're going to get the natural athleticism that comes with Servasier Dennis. You're going to get Bengali Kamar, who's another athletic freak. Solomon DeShields, who's another athletic freak. Shane Simon, another athletic freak. And now Tyler Wilts, who, again, is another athletic freak. So you're going to have multiple athletic freaks come into play here. And so I actually look at what you have in terms of athletic profile and pit is going to have the linebackers to go up against an athletic team like Miami, like Tennessee. This is going to be important when you face those teams with great speed and with great athleticism. Is your athleticism going to be able to match the great athletes? Because anytime you're a ranked team like Pitt was last year, for example, and you have a team that obviously has very good disciplined players, but maybe doesn't have the elite pedigree athletes that a Miami has, you leave yourself prone to those upsets. And that's kind of what happened in that game partially. Obviously, there were many different things in terms of discipline, lapses in coverage, lapses in communication, missed tackles, all this stuff, right? But the athleticism of Miami stretched them. And when you look at the Tennessee game and the almost fervorous comeback that Hendon Hooker led, athleticism killed them a lot in that game. If there was one commonality among the down performances Pitt had defensively last year, athleticism was one of them. Western Michigan was the same way. Sky Moore was a phenomenal athlete. So was Corey Crooms. So you had athleticism that could sometimes hurt them. That's not going to hurt you from the middle anymore. Because when you look at what you are going to get in a guy like Tyler Wiltz, for example, and combining it with the rest of this room, you have one of the more athletic linebacking groups in the entire ACC. And certainly one of the more athletic groups we've seen come through the Pitt program in recent memory. So this is really going to be a very athletic group. But Wiltz, is he going to start? I think that's the question here. Who's going to start at star? And the thing is, Tyler Wiltz is going to have a few things working against him regardless. Because the one thing that's going to work against him is the fact 
that he is not going to be here until the summer. He's going to graduate from Missouri State, and he's going to stay there through the rest of the spring. So I'm sure he'll get the playbook. I'm sure he'll get all those tools, and I'm sure he'll learn it before he comes on. But he's not actually going to ingratiate himself with the team just yet. He's not actually going to come in and compete until May at the earliest. And that's a little bit of a detriment to his chances. Now, he's a grad transfer. He's got these tools. He's got all of this. But understand, Solomon DeShields is going to be taking these first-team reps the whole way through. He's going to be proving himself. And if he has a good spring, the obvious leg up is going to go to Solomon DeShields. Even though he might not have the experience someone like a Wilts has overall in terms of his actual journeyman type of ways, you know, Wilts going everywhere has a ton of experience, but doesn't actually have a lot of experience in the scheme. Solomon DeShields has experience in the Pat Narduzzi scheme, not a ton of starts, but certainly a ton of practice reps and certainly years and years of comfortability in that scheme. So that's working against Tyler Wilts here when we're talking about will he start. Solomon DeShields is also a freak athlete. And again, we talked about that. So we don't have an athletic concern standpoint here. Both of these guys are going to be very good athletes. So the physical tools are washed, right? It's a physical wash. So the question is going to be, one, how mentally advanced is Solomon DeShields? Two, how quickly Wiltz picks up the playbook and ingratiates himself into that defense and how many splash plays he makes over the summer. And three, more importantly, who's going to have the better reps in coverage? That's going to be something to watch. Because if the Shields can, comes out, for example, and has great days in coverage, who are they going to pick? They're obviously going to pick Solomon DeShields. And why wouldn't you? Because Solomon DeShields is going to be that guy that's going to come in and showcase he has a grasp on the playbook. He has all these different outlying traits around it. And then when you look at what Wiltz has, he comes in a little later. He's probably going to take a bit more of a back step. Can he force his way into a 50-50 split like Bright and Patrician had last year? That'll be the question. Are we going to see a 50-50 split? Or are we going to see a 70-30 split? What type of split are we going to see? It's all going to be about how quickly Wiltz acclimates himself, picks up the playbook, shows what he can do, and flashes. And it's all going to be about how Solomon DeShields continues to prove is he a consistent player? Is he going to show a level of consistency that these coaches are ready for? Is he ready to take that next step? That will be something to look at. That will be something to take into account. And so when we're talking about it, it's a complicated system. It's a complicated team overall. And it's a complicated situation at that star position because it is your nickel defender. This is important. You don't want those guys to be in mismatches all the time and get burnt because of it. So who's going to showcase the most consistency and who's going to ingratiate themselves into the good graces of the staff quickly? If both of them do, we'll see who ends up starting. We might see that 50-50 split and Pitt will be in a very good spot. All right, so now let's just look at the linebacking core as a whole. What's this unit looking like now with the addition of Wilts? So we will talk about that. But first, let me let you guys know about Rock Auto, because with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to store all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. 
you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could ever need, from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts you need for your car or truck. Right locked on in there, how did you hear about us, Box, so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. as we continue to comb through the minutia of the pit linebacker situation. Certainly, I think the most questionable position on this team right now. Certainly, I think the most intrigue as well with how much they're bringing to the table. Going to be a lot different. Going to be very much so a different unit without Phil Campbell, Patricia, Pine, Bright, it's going to be a lot different, but also a lot of upside in these young guys. A lot of upside with these young guys. And so when you look at what Wilts now brings, now you have somewhat in what you believe to be adequate depth at that linebacker spot. At that star linebacker spot, you got to feel a little bit more comfortable you don't have to feel great in your shoes, all giddy up. But you do have to feel a little bit more secure within that base in terms of what you have. Now you at least have a very confident two deep, I think, of all three positions. Your two deep at Mike is obviously going to be Servasia, Dennis, and Brandon George. I think you feel confident about those two guys. They have a lot of experience in the system. They've also played a lot. You feel good about those two. At the money, you should feel good about Bengali Kamara and Shane Sun. And now at the star, you have Solomon DeShields and Tyler Wiltz. So, the bigger question now, overall, is what does it mean? How good is this linebacking core actually going to be? And I think that's a complicated question to ask right now. Because I think the upside of the unit, as we talked about with the athleticism, this is such an athletic unit that the upside is tremendous. Like the upside with this team is fantastic. There's no doubt about that. This team has a ton of upside. And so when you look at what this team is going to have, they'll have athletes. They'll be able to compete with teams that have athletes. At the middle, at the at the running back spot, if they have a ton of speed, Pitts linebackers are going to be able to, to really run with them. But here's also the thing. If they use their running backs out of the backfield, they use their tight ends and try to match them up against Pitts linebackers, Pitts going to have the opportunity now, I think, to match that a little bit with some really good physical upside. But there's no doubt about this. There's a lot of question marks. You can't say for certainty right now, what this team's going to be. 
these guys need game snaps. These guys need experience in order to show who they are. These guys need time. They need experience. They need to feel more comfortable coming into these bigger roles. And so that's going to be something that Pitt's going to overcome. And that's going to be something that Pitt, in the first two, three, four weeks of the season, they're going to have to really work it out. And it, it could hiccup them because they don't have an easy start to the year. West Virginia and Tennessee, that's not an, a good one-two combination if you have this whole new group of linebackers. It's not going to be an easy start to the year. And so what do you actually do from here? That's the question. How do you acclimate them, make them play fast, use their athleticism against a team like Tennessee in week two? That'll be the question. But the upside with this union is right there. I'm not sure they're going to be outstanding. I'm not sure. You have good competition right away. But I will say, this was a lot more concerning than it was, say, three weeks ago. Certainly at the end of the year, when you looked at who was leaving, it was much more concerning. Now you bring in Shane Simon, and you bring in Tyler Wiltz, and you at the very least feel a little bit more confident. You have guys there, and you have guys that are going to fill these voids and come in and at least be decent players. I don't think they're going to have a major pitfall in this unit, and I want to say that. I don't think this unit is going to be detrimentally bad to the defense, for example. I think this unit will be, at the very least, average. I think they have the upside to do that. I think a lot of these guys have a, have a certain floor, thanks to their physical upside, to where they're going to at least be decent players. The bigger question will be, how much upside do they realize? How much potential do they realize? So this is going to be a unit... I think that is going to be one of those units that maybe grows over the year, right? By the time you're in the middle of ACC play, it's going to be a different unit from the time you play West Virginia to the time you play Miami. That's going to be a much different unit. This is a unit that has potential to grow. It's a young unit coached by a young coach in Ryan Manilek who showcased an improving linebacking core last year. You know, the linebacking core started off really bad last year, an experienced group. And as the season went on, they started to get their foot feeding under them. You saw Cam Bright grow as the year went on. You saw Brandon George grow. You saw Cervasiades improve leaps and bounds at Mike. And then you saw later in the year, you saw Bengali Kamara come in and play really well, especially in that Peach Bowl. So a lot of questions with this unit. But I think there's a lot of considerable upside. And I think as the season goes on, as the time they get to ACC play and they're in the middle of that and they're really eating it up, I think this unit has a chance to be a really good one. Feel You feel a lot better about one that really appeared dire at the end of the year. You feel a lot better about what you have there, in my opinion. And I think that's really going to help what Pitt's going to do overall. All right, folks, tomorrow we are going to talk a little bit about Pitt basketball in the transfer quarter. They seem to be prioritizing Nelly Cummings, Pittsburgh native, and former Colgate guard. We will talk about him, how likely it is to land him, and why they need to land him. It's all coming up tomorrow on Lock the Pit, folks. As always, thanks for listening, and as always, hail to Pitt.